Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about the benefits that you can have from naming your anxiety, actually giving it a name. And that will really help you to develop self-awareness and compassion. I want to start off by reading an email that I received from Sue. She gave me permission to not only read the email, but to use her first name. So let's go. Let's hear what Sue had to say. Hello from Australia. I just want to tell you what a blessing it was to find your podcast and how helpful it has been to me. I guess... I have anxiety disorder after a traumatic event way back in my late 20s. I'm now in my mid-60s. I had panic attacks and struggled with drinking too much for many years post the event, but then for even more years, many more, I went back to, quote, normal life and didn't have any issues. But by June 2021, my father died. Then in September 2022, my beloved little dog died. Then November 22, I had to put my mother, for whom I had been a carer for three years, in a nursing home. And this has been very difficult for me. And suddenly, one day in January, while driving, I had a massive panic attack. Along the way since dad's death, my anxiety had been growing. I ended up in hospital some weeks after the first panic attack with what I think now was likely just a panic attack as I had never experienced before. Anyway, I needed to find ways to get help as I was returning to work and I am very stubborn about doing things myself. And I found your podcasts. I have learned so much. My symptoms were all there. I'm not dying. I learned about facing the panic, letting it flow over me and ignoring it, floating over it. I gave my anxious me a name, Betty, so I could talk to that part of myself after something you said in one of your podcasts. Now, when I feel anxiety rising, I say, hello, Betty, what's the problem? And then Betty me has to answer. Or if I'm busy, I will say, Betty, just go away now and we'll discuss this later. And the anxiety subsides. It may sound crazy, but it works. And I can't remember exactly what you said that put me onto the idea. I am well aware that Betty is my anxious me, not another entity. But by giving it a name, I can talk with it slash her. Anyway, this is getting rather wordy, but just to say thank you so much. I feel I am very much getting on top of things because of your ideas and help. I listen to your podcasts every day, and if at night I am struggling with a little settling myself with my techniques, 
I live alone, and a lot of my anxiety is fear of dying alone and frightened as my father died home alone, and I had great stress at how frightened he might be. I guess I have internalized this. I put on a podcast, and just the sound of your soothing voice can have a great effect. It's quite a journey, but I think I can see the horizon of the worst of it now, thanks to you. I am so grateful. So thank you again for everything, Sue. And I want to first say, Sue, thank you so much for sending your email and describing how you have taken some of the ideas on the show and put them to work in your own life. And so I wanted to start, before I get into too many other things, I want to actually say today's quote. Of course, it'll be at the end of the show too, but today's quote is, the way you tell your story to yourself matters. And that's from Amy Cuddy. And let me just say, that is exactly what Sue is doing here. She is describing to us the way she is telling her story to herself and how she is doing it now in a new way and a more compassionate way. Giving her anxiety a name, Betty, which that just made me smile, is so compassionate. And it's such a new way of relating to what's going on that she has actually done an amazing and hugely beneficial thing for herself. What you have done by giving your anxiety a name is giving yourself the gift of self-awareness and compassion. I can hear that you are talking to Betty, even telling Betty, I'm busy, not right now, I'll get back to you later. That is still being kind and compassionate. You're not fearing it. You're not beating it with a stick. You are actually just getting closer to neutral or being kind. And that is so good for our nervous system. The fact that we can get away from fear and terror and having to react, knee-jerk reactions, this is huge. And you did that by giving your anxiety a name. This has given you a bit of space between the anxious thought, the symptom or the sensation, and your response. It's a great help to not be the anxiety, but to see it as something moving through you, not who you are. So this is really helpful in so many different ways. It seems like a simple thing to just give your anxiety a name, but it can actually shift, like I said, the story that you are telling yourself, the way you are relating to what's happening to you, to the feelings that are coming up. You are looking at it all differently and in a kinder, more gentle way, which is just like medicine for your nervous system. Some of the other things that you're doing is increasing self-awareness. Naming your anxiety really allows you to become more aware of the thoughts, the emotions, and the feelings that are going on with you. 
It helps you to identify what has caused your anxiety, perhaps your triggers, and understand the way that your mind works. And this increased self-awareness can help you take control of your thoughts, which can help you to control how you are feeling and what you are doing. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Naming your anxiety also gives you a sense of control, which so many people that are anxious feel like they have no control. When you name your anxiety, it helps you feel like you have some control over it. Instead of feeling overwhelmed by your anxiety, you can identify it label it, and work on being with it. Naming your anxiety also helps you to communicate better. This can help you communicate more effectively with others when you are communicating with yourself better. By giving your anxiety a name, you can explain to others what you are actually feeling in why you may need their support or their assistance. So many times when people are feeling anxious, having a panic attack, or even just coping with a lot of stress in life, there is an inability to express what is going on inside. And it's because we haven't spent a lot of time communicating what's happening. So if you begin the journey of communicating with your anxiety, with those feelings and emotions that are coming up, as Sue did by giving it a name, you are actually forming the words and the thoughts and the needs and maybe the desire you have for someone to help you. You are communicating this easily when you have already been having this conversation inside yourself with your anxiety. Naming your anxiety encourages more self-compassion. By naming your anxiety, you practice your own self-compassion inside you, you with you, 
instead of being hard on yourself or feeling like you are wrong or bad, you can lower the stress on your nervous system by simply being compassionate. Instead of beating yourself with a stick, you can acknowledge that anxiety is a common experience. It is part of the human experience that many people go through, and there is no need for you to be fearful or angry or needing to be hard on yourself as if you did something wrong. You are simply part of the human race. Now, Overall, naming your anxiety can be a powerful tool for managing and overcoming anxiety. It'll allow you to develop a better understanding. And this is so important because often we are so wrapped up in what we are feeling, what the emotions are, and how frightened we are, that we do not develop an understanding of our emotions and our feelings. But by naming the anxiety, we can develop a better understanding of emotions and feelings, and it can help you to take control of your mental health. So I'm encouraging all of you out there to consider the idea of giving your anxiety a name. I smile at the name that Sue gave hers, Betty. I don't know why. It just kind of made me smile. And to think of her saying, What was it that she said? No, not now, Betty. I'm busy. I'll get back to you later. That is awesome. That's what I've always been talking about by saying, put the anxiety, the fear, the rumination on the back burner. Put it on that, in that soup pot, on the back burner, put the lid on it and come back to it later. And by actually having this conversation with yourself, with your anxiety and its new name, you are acknowledging the struggle, the fear, the anxiety, that it's there. You're acknowledging it, but you are not going down the wormhole with it. You're saying, I hear you. I see you. I'm going to get back to you later. I'm busy right now. That in itself can begin to quell the urgency that comes when we are anxious, that got to do it now. Oh my God, here we go. Whatever your little phrases are that won't let you go continue doing what you're doing, but have to give all of your attention to the anxiety. No, this gives you an opportunity to slow down to say, not right now, I'm busy, but I see you, and I'll get back to you later. Now, whether you actually get back to it later or not, that's going to be up to you. Because a lot of times we put a lot of stuff in that soup pot on the back burner, and we never get back to it, because we don't have to. Believe me, if it's big enough, important enough, it'll come back around to you. But what we're talking about here are usually not important things, not big things, but anxious fires. These little pieces of twig that have been set off by a trigger and you have a little flame and the more attention we pay to it, we're putting more kindling under it, pouring a little gasoline on it, throwing some big logs on it with our 
fears and feeding it. And next thing you know, we're off to the races or down the wormhole with anxiety. And you don't have to do that. What you need to do is let it burn out by itself. And that's by just acknowledging it, telling it I'll get back to you later, as Sue did, or putting it in the soup pot on the back burner and just letting it be there. It'll take care of itself. I don't have to do anything with it. No need to stir that pot. Let yourself let go. Instead of being a dog on a bone where you have to solve everything right here, right now, let it be. This is a good way to do that by giving your anxiety a name and talking to it. The other thing that Sue said to her anxiety, Betty, is when she feels anxiety rising, She says, hello, Betty, what's the problem? And Betty has to answer her. I love that. What can you do to ask your anxiety, what's the problem? And then give yourself an answer as if you were the anxiety. And what name are you going to give your anxiety so you can have this little conversation here and there? I think it's really sweet that Sue said, I understand that it is me answering me and that it's not another entity. I love that because we all understand that we are talking to ourselves, but it can really be a wonderful tool in being able to give ourselves that little bit of space so that we are not having knee-jerk reactions, old habitual reactions. Instead, we get a little bit of space and maybe a little bit of self-compassion, maybe a little bit of humor, and we can really relax our nervous system. Believe me, compassion, humor, loving kindness, these are all wonderful, beautiful salves, healing salves, to the anxious nervous system. I hope you will take some of these ideas and try them out in your own life. There's so many things that we can do. You don't need to do everything, but just like Sue, you can find one or two or five different things throughout all of these shows that are really your big tools in your toolkit and keep them close to you. Use them when you need them and let them go when you are done. I hope the show has been helpful. And just like Sue writing to me, I'd love to hear from you too. Anxiety Coaches Podcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. The way you tell your story to yourself matters. And that's from Amy Cuddy. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.